and we're back with segment three. We have been talking about the precious blood of Jesus. We've been talking about the power-filled voice of the blood of Jesus. And so we're going to continue with this third segment of four. We're doing four for this week or this weekend. And then we'll pick up whenever the Holy Spirit says, all right, go back in and let's do some more. So I'm Lindsay Lee, the pastor of Astounding Love, a Global Church Fellowship. Y'all know this in Manteca, California right now. And I'm talking to you on a topic that is really dear to my heart. And I am loving this, this uh, dialogue, conversation, teaching opportunity to share with you. I want to give a shout out to Apostle Peter Mitchell of Australia, because uh, in the midst of this, he uh, invited us to share this teaching on his uh, private group. And so there's a whole bunch of radical kingdom people that are also going to be able to chime in voices and give great contributions. And I love you, Apostle Peter, and and precious Sister Rosalia so much. And so I just wanted to send that out to you and thank you again. So what we had talked about thus far is that the precious, the precious blood of Jesus and why that is important to us is because once we know what heaven has, how heaven has viewed the blood and the price or the, the value that heaven has put on the blood of Jesus, then we understand that when Jesus himself was speaking to Nicodemus, you find it in John chapter three, and he lets him know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And he was talking about the blood price that he had given. And because we understand the supernatural power, because we talked about that a bit, and we understand that this blood that was the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. So the blood price had already been put upon man. And we've also looked at the location of the life of God, which is in the blood. And so therefore we understand that uh, are beginning to understand that the components of, of the blood of Jesus, what it contains is the life of God. And we know because we looked in the book of Luke and we saw how Mary was told that the Holy Spirit would overshadow her and that beautiful Greek word um, that it was telling us that the light was being infused in her body, the supernatural, powerful light. This is epischiazzo. And this light was, enter, was entering into her. And also the word that was released through the angel Gabriel, when he said that this is the, he was telling her, this is the word of the Lord. So by word, by light, the life of God. These are three of the components that make up the blood of Jesus. We know that Mary was the carrier of this life, but she had nothing whatsoever to do with it. But it tells us that mankind, that we are created as vessels to carry the word of God and that the life of God, the, the power of the blood, the infusion of his presence is all over his word. We are carriers of the word of God and and also we get to birth it or release it by the unction of the Spirit of God. And what does that all have to do with the blood of Jesus? Again, it tells us that these are some of the doorways that have opened and this place that God has made for us by his word that we can enter into even in this time realm, but we can enter into the spirit realm that has been created for us because of the blood of Jesus entering even into the earth. And so those are some of the things that we talked about a little bit 
written, hey, if y'all got questions, you know what to do, right? Write your comments in, send your questions to us at contact us at astoundinglove.org or however it is that you happen to want to communicate. If you know me on Facebook, you can private message me and we'll talk about some things. And I expect to hear some great things because I am blessed to know some amazing men and women of God that get all fired up when we talk about the blood of Yeshua. Having said all that, let's go on. So what we want to talk about, we left off again with you are worth blood to God. And 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 18 and 19 tell us that, that we were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. I'm just lumping them together so you read the whole thing. I've left out some words here, all right? But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So, I mean... He's telling us that the precious blood, that, that this, this price, this cleansing, the, the value that is on us, we are precious in the sight of God because he, he said only his blood would be sufficient to bring us out of the wreck that we were in because of sin. The next thing that we want to know is now that we understand, and we also talked about how the blood of Jesus has a voice that speaks. And we looked at that in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24, how it said that Jesus, well, actually, if you go up a bit, because it's, it's, it's good to do that, that it said that we are not coming to the mount that might be touched and that burned with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest. I'm reading Hebrews chapter 12, and I started in verse 18. And the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, which they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. So anybody that is a student, you know that you're coming out of Exodus chapter 20 or thereabouts, and they're talking about, uh, I'll give you scriptures, Exodus 19. Uh, just read the whole thing. I, I like to just give you that. Uh, verses 16 through 19, though. Uh, Exodus 20 verses 1 through 17, Exodus 20 verse 22, and also Deuteronomy 4:12, Deuteronomy 4:33, and Deuteronomy 5:32. So, but it's talking about the encounter opportunity that the children of Israel had to encounter God and to hear Him, but they couldn't take the sound. They could not take the sound. Moses was able. Moses is looking at them like, I, I you know, why wouldn't you want to go? He's so wonderful. But the people were so in. I say awe and shock and dismay may have at the sinless at the sin of their lives. And this is the holiness of God that uh, that was coming forth. And so what we're looking at is uh, is that so the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words which they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore, for they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible was the sight. Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake, but you are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, which we would like to get into, but let's, we're going to stay on topic, and to, the, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, the go-between, the one that says, I stand for, I'll take the punishment for them, and I'll also release the, the remedy for them. He's the mediator of the new covenant, of this, of this new and living way, of this kingdom way, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks, speaks, the blood that speaks, 
better things than of Abel. So you know that the blood of Jesus has a voice and it is speaking. And so, and he's questioning and he's seeking and he's, he's communicating the will of heaven and his blood, this precious blood, uh, it has, he's speaking of the redemptive quality and his blood even tells in the atmosphere and in the earth, it tells you what you have been bought uh, from or bought redeemed meaning the price was paid so that you no longer have or I no longer have to pay this price uh, for sin and for, for iniquity and for recklessness now another scripture that I really like going back to is Romans chapter 8 verse 2 where it talks about that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has redeemed us from the law of sin and death so one of the things that the blood of Jesus has redeemed you from is the law of sin and death and when we say that you've been healed by the blood when we say all the different things that we say about the blood we're talking about the redemptive quality and we're talking about how the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and remember again, the life of the flesh is in the blood. The spirit life is what we're talking about. Spirit, life, the life of God. Some refer to Zoe life. This new quality of supernatural, superhuman ability has been granted to you by courtesy of the blood of Jesus. And it has spoken to the law of sin and death, which came through sin. You had to be sick. You had to be broke. You had had to die. You had to have, uh, um, you had to die a horrible death, if you will. You had to have a poverty mentality. You had to expect bad things to happen because the law of sin and death was never going to bring redemptive purpose to your life. And it was never going to allow you to be delivered into a place of obedience to God. But the blood of Jesus says, no, I've paid the price for that. And yes, they can, because they are under a new law, the law of the spirit of life in him. And that's another topic that we can get into a little bit more. Well, we will as as we follow the blood and go where it tells us. So one of the things that his blood, this precious blood, this priceless blood, this, this blood that has been put in a category that lets you know common monies cannot purchase it. Man cannot obtain it without coming through coming by the way of the word, coming into the light and out of darkness and all of these different um, aspects of it. His blood is precious in its power to redeem us from sin. That's what Romans 8, 2 is telling us. His blood, his life is precious in its power to redeem us from sin. And another thing that it is, his blood, the precious power of his blood is sufficient to redeem us, if you will, or to cleanse, to cleanse us, to let it be known that the standard for your cleansing, the standard for what decree, decrees or declares you to be clean is the blood of Jesus. So when the blood of Jesus touches you, touches me, touches our lives, enters into our atmosphere, heaven deems that to be the satisfaction or the, or the price that they're willing to take, if you will. It's like, yes, when this blood touches them, they are cleansed from sin. They're cleansed from unrighteousness. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, um, not 1 John, forgive me. Yeah, I guess it is. 1 John 1, 9 or John 1, 9. I have to look it up. Okay. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to do what? To um, forgive us, to cleanse us, to bring us into this place with him where we are no longer uh, held captive. Let me see. Where do I want to find it? First John 1, 9. I was right. It was first John 1, 9. Sometimes you can't trust me when I'm going so fast. 
and I'll speak of scripture and look back and go, well, that wasn't it, but I was thinking of something. But 1 John 1, 9, it does say that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, what is he using to cleanse us? The blood of Jesus. And it does such a thorough job. You are cleansed from the works of unrighteousness. So what does that mean? Well, when you look at that and he says all unrighteousness, that means that it's nothing is left out. So he's talking iniquity, wrongs, the um, falsehoods, deceitfulness. He cleanses us from all of these ugly things that may have been in our heart or in our lives or in our behavior. He cleanses us from injustice, from this is a legal thing. This is why he speaks in the courts of heaven. He speaks in the realms of the earth. This blood is talking and it says, no, I declare them to be uh, legally cleansed, legally forgiven, legally brought out of the unrighteous and into the righteousness of the son of God. That I am saying that the wrongfulness, the, the iniquity, the darkness, all of that, the blood stands in the place of the judge. And it says, according to the blood of Jesus, I find you without fault. Why is this important? Because when you are going crazy from the stupidity, from the, the dark, stupid in this ignorance, the darkness of sin, when you are feeling less than, when you are feeling unworthy, when you are feeling all the stuff that you feel because sin is talking to you, the voice of the blood of Jesus has a stronger sound, a greater force, a greater presence, and it silences the voice of the accusers. So cleansing, being cleansed means you have none of the adversary's dirt on you. You have none of the sin of this world. None of those things can hold you down because when you are cleansed, you are also made free. And so that's some, just some of the things that, that he's talking about, that his precious blood, this blood that heaven says, I take this, this price here, this, this thing here, this thing, this, again, I like to say it in King, when I teach on kingdom 101, but this kingdom thing of ours, this blood of Jesus that we have been gifted with, granted, honored by, cleansed by, redeemed by, <laughs> this heaven deems as precious. So you understand that God says, no, I prize this highly. This is like his name. His name is in this blood because this is the blood of Jesus. If it's his blood, it's him. So this again speaks to the redemption and, and it calls calls for ownership. It calls for an owning of what God has given to you and a ceasing of trying to hold on to the things of the world. It says that you are pronounced clean by his blood. This again, this is first John, still first John, but this is chapter, uh, the same chapter, verse seven, where he said, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Okay, now you can see. So when you confess it, when you say, yep, I'm guilty of that, I sure am. The blood says, no, I've taken the price. You've come to me for forgiveness. Not only do you get forgiveness, you get it struck from the record. I think that's pretty cool. So this is why we must see 
the blood of Jesus from heaven's point of view. And you can't just say, oh, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, as though, I don't know what that is, some kind of incantation. No, you honor this blood. We make much of this blood for it has redeemed us, rescued us, ransomed us, done all kinds of stuff, paid the ransom like we were kidnapped victims that they were holding hostage and not gonna let us go until somebody paid the price for the blood of Jesus said, I can enter into any locked door and I can pull my children out of any place that you want to hold them. So don't you give up on those loved ones. When you start learning how to cleanse and, and to walk in the, in the power of this, you're going to see some changes in your life. Remember, if you look at session one, and prayerfully, um, my vocals were loud enough. I, I know we were having some issues, but I have the microphone right up here in front of me now. So hopefully, prayerfully, I'm expecting, I'm even talking louder, to make sure that you're able to hear me. Um, but you are pronounced clean by the blood of Jesus. Don't let anybody call you a dirty little anything anymore. When the blood of Jesus cleanses you, baby, you are cleansed and nobody can dirty you up. I mean, you can make some choices to take yourself out into defilement land again. But you can be redeemed by the blood and start walking in the wisdom of God instead of the derangement of the crazy world that we came out of. You are worth blood to God. We've talked about that and I'm going to keep saying it. Say it. I'm worth blood to God because you are. Because you were redeemed not with corruptible things but the incorruptible blood of Jesus. You're worth blood to God. That means you have been, first word we're going to do tonight, redeemed. I have been redeemed. That means I have been released on receipt of ransom. I have been liberated by payment of a ransom. I've been caused to be released by this payment. I've been delivered from evils of every kind, internal and external. That's uh, Thayer's Dictionary. The word is lutro. Um, lutro and that's the Greek word and for those scholars if you want a shortcut it's G3084 in the uh, Strong's Concordance but it means this I love this last one I am been delivered from evils of every kind both internal and external that means the blood cleanses on the inside of you it's a cleansing agent but the outside can also be covered and and redeemed you see so this body of ours can be brought back from the places of sickness the places of disease the redemption price has made the healings that we can experience a real deal meaning that from the from the point of view of the blood of Jesus you're already healed because that's one of the purposes that it was shed for from the point of view and from the voice of the blood of Jesus, you are forgiven of sins. You are cleansed from unrighteousness. You are healed of every sickness and disease of any kind, both internal and external. There is a price that has been paid for you and you and I are to walk in the fullness of this and not pick and choose. Pick and choose. No, we don't. We take it all in. So the word cleanse, what do you mean by this? Okay, I'm so glad you asked me that. Did you ask me that? Well, you did. Cleansed. It means to be literally or figuratively made clean, to be purged, to be purified, to be um, clean from physical stains and dirt or utensils or food. 
It's like a leper that was cleansed by curing. It means to remove the stuff by cleansing. And even in a moral sense, you're free from the defilement of sins and from faults. You are purified from wickedness. You are free from guilt of sin. That's a huge one. You are free from the guilt of the deeds, the dirty deeds that you once upon a time did. Even if it was like 10 minutes before you started watching this, you can still be purified from wickedness, uh, consecrated by cleansing. Um, consecrated means set aside, de dedicated uh, by, to him. And then even the, in, in the time of, of the Levitical priestly sins, they would pronounce you clean. Well, the blood of Jesus speaks that voice. It speaks of better things. And it tells you, yes, you are forgiven. You are cleansed. His precious, his blood is precious in its power, therefore, from what I just said, to wash us and to remove the defilements of sin. Now, all of this definitely happened right at the redemption time, at the time of your salvation. The blood of Jesus came in. All of the elements, all of the opportunities that, that heaven had that pronounced us saved, whole, redeemed, born from above, that came into effect. But a lot of us did not skip happily into ever after of I'm going to live a, a, a great kingdom life and just walk upright. No, a lot of us, we were very dirty. We were defiled and we continued in certain aspects because we still held thoughts and maybe you still do but thoughts of the past thoughts of, of of the way that you used to be thoughts about how to hook this up and how to work this thing and how to how to do all of this stuff and none of that works in the kingdom of God it may work in mere Christianity it may work in places where you can be half in and half out, but not in the kingdom. And when I talk about the blood of Jesus, it's not a religious thing and it's not a Christian thing. It's a kingdom thing. It's a God thing. It's bigger than Christianity. And why do I say that? Because Christianity has rules and regulations, but the kingdom of God has one. Obey him, follow after the father, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, listen for him, walk in his ways and obey him without all of the religious nonsense that says you can't you can only wear skirts of this side you have to you know you can't you can't do this you can't do that you can't you know that's not that's not kingdom i'm telling you straight out and the blood of jesus is a byproduct of the of the kingdom of god and it has everything because the kingdom is also where the governmental system is where the courts are where all of the legalities are taking place it's not in a thing called christianity it's in christ it's in the kingdom of god that may shake you that may make you mad. It's not making you mad. It's making demons mad. Every time you talk about the blood of Jesus, there's going to be an attack of some kind. Somebody's going to find fault with you. You combine the topic of the blood of Jesus with the kingdom of God. Oh, it's on, baby. Everybody's ready now to start coming after you and find fault with you. But it's like, hey, you know what? The blood of Jesus speaks for himself. And he knows what he's talking about. If you have a disagreement with what is being said, then I recommend you go to the highest source. Forget, skip me, the middle person. Go to him and ask him, what is the story about your blood? Does your blood really do everything that you say it does? Can it really change things in my life? Can it really get my kids off drugs and do this and do that and the other? Why don't you go to him and ask him, show me what this word does. Show me what this blood does. Show me about this light. Show me about this life of God that when I'm cleansed of the of, of the dirt of, of, of the world that the life of God enters into me in another way a vital way vital is another word for life so are you getting it I've been washed 
and I can continually be, if I mess up, it is still available to wash me yet again. This is the redemptive power and the power of the love of God. I love you is what his blood says. I love you. And I will get you out of every little thing. There, there's whatever you feel stuck in, mud, quagmire of some kind, quicksand, whatever. The blood of Jesus has the ability to speak and to silence and to cause those things to freeze in their tracks. And it has the power to get you out of your mess wash you again and so forth so these are some of the things so to wash fully he meant to wash off these things to wash it away this is what it and we look at first corinthians 6 verse 11 and this is one of the references for this particular word which is apoluo and it means such were some of you he was saying when he was talking about now some of you were uh I, i'll use 21st century California girl kind of paraphrase. Some of y'all was a hot mess. All right. Some of you, you were so, you were so naughty. Oh my, my, my. You got caught up in so many different things. He says, you know, you walked with this group. You, you did this, you did that. You know, you got badges and all this other stuff. He says, yeah. And so people would tell you, you're not good enough. Why? Because he says, the Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9, don't you know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Okay. Not, be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, which is another kind of sexual devi uh, deviation, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. You will not get the kingdom still walking with a foot in the world, still trying to do all these things. The, the power of the kingdom of God will not come to you. It will not work through you. It will not flow through you. It will not do the things it's supposed to because there's no half stepping. There's one king in the kingdom or the king of kings in the kingdom and everything is subject to him. And so all of this procrastination or all of this uh, hypocrisy or all of these little excuses and things like the Pharisees did, like the Sadducees, the things they said in Jesus' these religious leaders no this is not the kingdom of god and so don't think in 21st century that the the false teachings on grace are going to get you allow you to just live like hell is still your number one destination or party place and still think that you're going to walk in the things of god that's not the provision that the blood of jesus makes when you're ready to come out he will get you out he will cleanse you wash you so that you are unrecognizable to the ones in the pig pen unless you want to go back there but there's no half stepping with this and so he said such were some of you some of you were exactly that but but and here's where this is important to negate everything else but you were sanctified i'm telling you who you are you've been set apart you are sanctified you are justified in the name of the lord jesus and by the spirit of our god you used to be something else but you have been washed again you have been this thing has been washed off of you. This thing has been washed away from you. You don't have to walk in it. Now go back to Romans 8, 2 again. You have been 
freed. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. You don't have to do those things. You think, oh, I can't help it. This thing has gotten hold of me and it's, it, I just can't get it off. That is such a lie. And, and maybe it's being lazy. I don't know. Or maybe you actually believe that, but I, because they told you that in some religious circle, but I am here to tell you on behalf, on behest of the blood of Jesus, that when you have been washed in the blood, no, you do not identify with that stuff anymore because that's not what you were called to. You've been called out of those places and moved into this kingdom of God's dear son. Love has gotten you out because his blood represents his love. I pray that you take that because Somebody evidently need to hear, don't believe when people try to tell you that when you come into the kingdom of God, that you've got to somehow, you've got to pay penance. No, you have to repent. You have to change how you're thinking. You got to change, let your actions and your thoughts move in the direction of the way that God has called you. You're going to seek the kingdom. You're going to seek the willingness or allow the willingness to obey him, to extricate you, to change your life. You should not not any longer be proud of what you used to be, but instead get excited about what you were called to be, what you were born to be, that the blood of Jesus is testifying about to let it be known to others. I've got about two minutes uh, before I go. So I'm going to give one more definition of the word wash because we just looked at the first one, which is apoluo. Again, it's in Strong's Concordance and that's uh, G628 for those of you that want to look that up. And that one, again, the reference, the scripture that one of the scriptures that defines that word that we said to wash off or away is 1 Corinthians 6, 11. But the other word, and I think we're going to uh, end with this, is to be washed. And you can find this scripture reference in Revelation 1, 5, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Who are they talking about? Talking about Jesus, talking about the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And it says that he washed us, he loved us. See, there you have love and that word wash with the blood. Washed us from our sins in his own blood. The only cleansing agent that heaven recognizes. You understand? The only cleansing agent. You can't wash yourself. You can't use lye, bleach, or any other thing and get that sin off. When you feel defiled, that's an inside thing. And the blood of Jesus is the only spiritual force that's the force, I should say, along with the word of God, the love of God, and so forth. And so it's the spirit of God that cleanses us and redeems us, washes us. So it means to bathe the whole person. And it's used to refer to the bathing or washing. Here they use it of a dead person or get this, to cleanse blood out of wounds. So the hurts of the past, the things that have come against you, the blood of Jesus cleanses the blood, the, the, the scratch marks, the wounds of the past or of word curses or of false accusations and, and evil speaking about you. The blood of Jesus can redeem you from that and get that mess off of you and out of you and so those are some of the things this word is luo and it's a uh, greek uh concordance i think it's 5068 and this is again revelation 1 5 to him let's look at that as as we're closing this one out so we're going to go to revelation chapter 1 and we're going to look here at verse 5 uh, 4 and it says he was talking to them and he was building them up. And one time, I, I like this about you and I like this about your church. But um, 
this is the church of Ephesus, but he said, but I have some things against you. And he said, therefore, he said, I have some things against you because you have left your first love. And I want you to remember this in case you personally listening to me have left your first love. He said, remember from where you are fallen and change, repent. I want you to take on, there's only one type of repentance. And that is to take on the mind of Christ and get rid of the crazy deranged main, uh, mind of the world. I will change. I will let the mind of Christ, let this mind be in me, which was also in Christ Jesus. I will allow these things to, to, to come in. I will open my spirit like Mary did. Mary allowed the word of God. She created a place of spirit and said, I will take, I will submit to this. Be it unto me as you have spoken. And he is telling you the same thing. Be it unto me as you have spoken and no longer be it unto me as the world has spoken. I will take what you said and I will allow that to change, to, to turn the direction of my thoughts to, I will give up thinking like the deranged world. I will give up thinking that I'm smarter than God. I will give up all of that and I will take on your thoughts and I will take on your words and I will take on your ways. I will take on your kingdom. He said, "For I, uh, because this is what I want you to do, other do the first works, or else I'll come unto thee quickly and remove this candlestick." Oh, I'm sorry, I'm reading out of chapter two. Okay, one. No wonder it wasn't looking right. That was to the church of Ephesus, by the way. But here, what he says to John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. Verse five, and from Jesus, this grace comes to you, peace comes to you. From Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's what Jesus did in blood that is deemed precious by heaven. And therefore, once again, it does not bother me to keep saying to you, he finds you precious. And I think that was pretty cool to get chapter 2, verse 5 in there too, even though I went to the wrong place. But we got to the right one. And we finish with that. You're washed. The blood has spoken about what its power and its ability is to cleanse you from. And now we're looking at the word for cleanse to be because you're washed. We've seen two of the ways in which this is. And this is according to the word of God. And I'm going to come back for the fourth sec uh, segment of the teaching that we're doing today and I'm a little bit over time so I gotta stop I love you I am Lunzine Lee of the uh, pastor of Astounding Love at Global Church Fellowship thanking you so much as we're continuing in this wonderful uh, exciting exploration and to listen for the sound of the power filled voice of the blood of Jesus I'll see you on the next one thanks bye bye <laughs>